Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Christmas Movie Countdown. This is episode eight. Eight in this awesome little special that we do every December. And Katie's cultivated a pretty good list of Christmas movies. And actually, this was another referral from Greg. Greg's out here tossing out bangers week after week. As it turns out, when school gets a little less hectic, Greg has time to watch things. Mm-hmm. You sit at home, turn on apps. You're like, ooh, this is a good movie. So uh, uh, that's me and Netflix right now. Me and Emma have been just like following the suge- like we're following a train of suggestions in Netflix. Like, finish a Netflix original Christmas movie, watch the little trailers that it suggests at the end. And we're like, oh, that one looks good. Let's watch that one. It's true. I mean, it's, it's a good fantastic. way to get you pretty far. It's not like Wikipedia where you get to a certain point, you're like, oh no, it's about eating babies. How did I get here? Right. Why did I learn that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but learn, please. Uh, but the romantic comedy Christmas drama that we watched tonight was Happiest Season. And it is a it's a Hulu film, but it was actually going to come out in the theaters uh around February 20th of 2020 then something happened called COVID and that just kind of fudged everything up. And so instead of trying to wait it out and do all that kind of stuff, they Hulu bought the rights for it, distribution and stuff like that. And it came out. Uh, It actually did really good for Hulu. It was one of their most watched um, originals. Yeah. Like when it debuted, not originals, I guess, but produced by or bought by, it was like half a million houses like watched it like the night of. So it, it did absolutely amazing. And the director is Clea Duvall. So if you know that name, good for you, because she's awesome. But she is a actress and she's been in a ton of movies. And Katie was going through the list and she was in She's All That and Can't Hardly Wait. She's always like a kind of a background character. I remember her from the faculty. Yeah, she was a like a teen like actress. Yeah. Always like well, a lot of stuff like 20 years ago. I don't know if she was always like the moody, like goth girl but when i remember her she was always like grumpy in the back with dark hair and stuff but there are some films where she wasn't as grumpy no she always played like the non-traditional like not the class like the prom queen or whatever oh yeah she's like the background like nerd or like the best friend of the nerd character the nerd female in the movie or whatever she's always one of those so uncool girl with the darker makeup yep (laughs) Mm -hmm. But no, uh, she actually co-wrote and directed this film. And she says it's a semi-autobiographical take on her experiences with her family. Uh, I don't I don't know if she has twins in her family, but I don't think there were like little asshole twins there. But uh, is she is she gay? Yes. Oh. Well, yeah. So um it's pretty cool. Like I, I can understand that. So it, like I said, if you don't know anything about the movie Happy Season. Uh, It's about a woman. Her name is Harper. And it's her struggles to come out to her parents um, on Christmas. Uh, Well, I guess Christmas week, like a few days before Christmas. And she has her girlfriend come with her, Abby. And it's just their struggles to eventually come to that that whole like spot of actually coming out. Uh, But yeah, lots of lies and lots of secrets come up. Yeah, but it, it's a great movie. I I had a great time with this. It made me smile. Made me laugh. Uh, I will say, 
one subgenre of Christmas movies that I actually really do like is when there's like a family. So if one person has to go back to their home and then their family's acting just a fucking fool, I like that type of Christmas story a lot for some reason because it's an ensemble cast and everyone's doing something absurd and it's just like them trying to like keep it together while everything's falling apart. That's why Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon, is like, I, I love that movie because when, you know, Uncle Eddie comes up with his crazy family, it's just like, it's like 20 people in that house and the house is like catching on fire and a dog. It's just, it's absolutely insane. So I think that is probably one of my favorite sub genres of Christmas films. And there's a lot of them that do that where yeah. someone like returning home for the holidays. Yeah. Someone got out and then they're like, oh, I got to go back home. Yeah. <laughs> my crazy ass family there and then it's like oh i learned something about myself and it's hopefully they learned something <laughs> uh but no this I mean this film's i'll be home for christmas uh would say no i didn't learn shit yeah I'm just a dick yeah <laughs> like i heard you watching that and john taylor thomas he had like an asshole voice in that movie the whole he was time. a dick the whole movie like he didn't learn his lesson yeah he had like this low gruff talk the but whole jessica time. beale forgave him so <laughs> fuck it Ooh, jessica beale <laughs> uh so like I was saying, uh, with the ensemble cast, uh, Kristen Stewart's in this bad boy. So I know some people, they poop on Kristen Stewart because of Twilight Twilight and stuff, but she can actually act. And there is a sci-fi horror film that she did. Uh, they're underwater and they're trying to get out of this like underwater base. We are going to absolutely watch that because everyone's like Kristen Stewart's the best fucking part of that movie. Uh, Mackenzie Davis, that name is very familiar. Oh, yes. Um, she was in, what did I see her in? Not the F word. Dang it. I can't remember what I've seen it, but she's the other main character in this. The L word, you mean? No, I said the F word. Oh. Uh, Allison Brie, my girl, Allison Brie. She's in Glow and Community and lots of other things. She was in Get Hard. She was like the evil wife in Get Hard. Or were you gonna, I thought you were going to say something. Nope. Uh, Aubrey Plaza. Uh, she's awesome. She's got that super grumpy face and she uses it all the time. But she was in what? Parks and Rec? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing. She's been in a lot of other things, but I think Parks and Rec was probably like her first thing. Mm-hmm. She's pretty young in it. She always plays the same character. Deadpan. Very deadpan. Very like, I'm too cool for you. Yeah. I mean, but she was in Scott Pilgrim. She was like Scott's older sister and just non-blinking, just upset, cursing at him the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> the more you watch of her and, and like, if you delve into the things that aren't necessarily as popular but she's in you can see her successfully depart from that that's yeah. good that's, that's what i'm thinking when she's not up front probably yeah i've only really watched the stuff that's like the, really popular the with big her. things there's probably movies where they're like hey i want you to be in this movie and i want you to be like this and she's like okay you know but uh uh dan levy mm-hmm. he's in Shit's Creek. Thank you. I was like, it's a creek name. I don't know the first part. <laughs> uh, Shit's Creek. He's absolutely amazing. The dude is fucking hilarious. He's Dan it. Levy. Just I think he just plays himself in every show that he Shit, every show or movie that he does. And I just want to be friends with him. Like he's so fucking funny. It's fantastic. He totally inherited his dad's like comedy chops. Yeah, when you grow up in a house like that. It would just with a funny person around yeah. yeah you probably you can't help it his sister got it too it's really interesting watching the two of them all three of them together because like eugene levy is kind of a he's he can be deadpan serious like or deadpan funny and like laugh out loud funny 
And then uh, Dan Levy is like laugh out loud funny. And his, um, his sister is deadpan funny. She's also in Schitt's Creek. And it's really funny. Oh, yeah. They're both t- fucking great together. Uh, the dad, Victor Garber. So I remember him in fucking, uh, he pops up in the flash in Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, he's Firestorm. And Firestorm's two people and they mix together. So. Uh, but he's in a ton of other things. He was Titanic, fucking Argo. Uh, he's a great he was a good dad in this not a good dad but a, he was the dad yeah <laughs> but he was a good character uh Mar- mary steenbergen i fucking love mary steenbergen always plays a mom that has a ridiculously fucked up family she's really good at that because in stepbrothers <laughs> she had a ridiculously fucked up family I watched my own son use a bicycle as a weapon <laughs> screamed rape at the top of his lungs <laughs> Uh, oh, I forgot I, that was I love her. her so much. Yeah, I swear she's been a mom in like something else, but she's really good. I, I'm sure she did things that were not her being a mom, you know, 20 years ago. But the, for the last 20 years, all I've seen is her being a mom, and she's hilarious at it. Yeah, she's absolutely amazing. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen Happiest Season, uh, it's Christmas. W- watch it. Do it. It's really good. Go check it out. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. So, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll get through this real quick, talk about it, then we'll do favorites and least favorites. So, like I said before, uh, Abby and Harper, uh, they've been dating for nearly a year, and Abby dislikes Christmas because her parents died. So she's an orphan, <laughs> as everyone will tell you all through the movie. She's an orphan. So, um, so Harper invites her to her home to celebrate the holidays with her family. And Abby, Abby's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that because she's got, you know, an agenda. She's actually going to propose to her on Christmas morning. She's going to get her father's, um, like, hand or his, what is it, permission? Not permission. What's the word? Blessing. 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 I know there's a better word than permission. <laughs> Can I marry her? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so she'll propose and it'll be awesome. So on their way to Harper's house. Um, Harper brings up the secret secret uh, that she lied to Abby about coming out to her parents previously and her dad is running for mayor and she it's It's mm. like when she supposedly came out her dad was currently running for city council and she didn't want to rock the boat and mess up that thing so now they're going home for Christmas and her dad is running for mayor and it's, you know, more reason not to fuck up because all eyes are on him, making sure he doesn't make any mistakes so that he can win his election. Because you know what the worst thing is for a mayor or a person going for mayor? A gay daughter. <laughs> How dare you have a gay child? Ah, go fuck yourself. Right. Hey, I like all your policies, but why is your daughter gay? <laughs> How that, dare you? That's what the report is going to say. Hey, she's gay. I don't like that. So anyway, uh, so she tells Abby, hey, can you act like my straight roommate for this holiday? And then afterward, we'll find a time and we'll make this work. And Abby, reluctantly, she's like, okay, I love you. Let's let's do this. And she she agrees to this. So it's, mm, I'm already. <laughs> already mad. I'm already yep. salty. But uh, when they get to the house, uh, Abby, she meets Harper's dad, Ted. And uh, her mom's a perfectionist, Tipper. And her sister, her she's the middle daughter, right, Jane? Has to be. 
She 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 acts like a middle daughter. She's the youngest. No, I thought, she, yeah, she I thought Harper young. was the youngest. I thought Harper was the middle, and she was the youngest. She doesn't act like she's younger. We'll look that up later. But uh, but she meets the crazy daughter Jane, and so in this house, uh, just like in very dysfunctional houses, everyone's got a job, and you can't get out of that job or that box, and you're just kind of forced to be there. So you know, the dad he's working on his mayor stuff. The mom is just trying her best to keep everything perfect, and you can see her just falling apart mentally. And then the daughter also Jane, keeping the, uh, also keeping the uh, campaign Instagram feed. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> taking pictures on her big ass like iPad. <laughs> and then Jane seems to be forgotten a lot of the time. That's why I think she's like a middle sis, middle kid because middle kids always get forgotten on things. Well, see, I thought she was the the youngest because Harper and her other sister were always competing for everything well usually older kids and the youngest because the youngest kid gets everything and the oldest kid gets forgotten a lot of the time too they're like oh you're fine well they mentioned something in the movie like they were already competing by the time harper came along and they just didn't know what to do with her yeah they were shot like the other two were already competing for love it just seems like the way that they act because the oldest sister uh allison brie she acts like an oldest sister because they're like, oh, you're fine. You, you, you know, your life's going good. Yeah, she's the oldest. Yeah. And then Jane's the one that gets ignored by everybody, like a middle middle kid. And then Harper got everything because she's the last one. She's the good one. She's the perfect. Jane, Jane is the middle sister. Yeah. Yeah. She's the perfect one. So um, they uh, Harper welcomes Abby into her family as that orphan friend that needs somewhere to stay for the hol- for the holidays. Uh, it's an absolute mess. Everyone calls it just an orphan in different ways. So uh, little by little, she sees more of Harper's, I guess, life back home. And she meets a, lo- a couple of her exes. So she meets Connor, a uh, perfect, perfect cute boy from high school. Played by Evan Chambers. Yeah. From fucking... Uh- what the hell's that show? Uh, Greek. Greek. <laughs> or what we do in the shadows. Uh, he was uh, Nadja's like soulmate that keeps reincarnating, and then uh, Lazo keeps killing him, <laughs> so he dies multiple times. Uh, so she meets Connor, and then she meets Riley, uh, and it was Harper's ex girlfriend. Uh, well, kinda. There was a whole situation with that. We'll talk about it a little bit later. So uh, Riley keeps popping up and. You know, they, they have some talk. So um, she starts having doubts about Harper because she's she's learning a lot more about her. And, and I can see that. Like sometimes when you head home with a girlfriend or boyfriend and you see the family, uh, people act differently wherever they are. And you can't help that. Like when I'm around Greg and my friends, I act a lot different if I'm with friends like in California, like Texas friends and California friends, I act differently because it's just, I don't know, it's just the way it works. Um, yeah, but just, that's just how it works with everybody. And so uh, Abby's starting to see Harper, like back home Harper and her parents' expectations for her and she can't fail them and she has to be perfect. And then her being competitive with her older sister Sloan and how they just can't just sit and be quiet and smile at each other. They have to be better than each other, which happens a lot. So the whole movie, Ted, the dad, he's trying to impress a donor from the city council to help with his campaign because, you know. Uh, Played by Anna Gasteyer from yeah. Saturday Night Live. Yes. God, fucking, I love her. Fucking She's amazing. Fucking so <laughs> um, because when you're running for offices, uh, you need a lot of money, apparently, to do it. So that's why, you know, 
you can run if you don't have money, but you won't, it'd be hard to get commercials and get out there and get papers and people working for you. So uh, this will be really nice for Ted if you can get a donor to help him with uh, the city council. So um, Abby unwittingly messes up that situation almost because she's watching Sloan's kids at the mall and because uh, she's looking for a white elephant gift and the kids, the little asshole twins, fuck them kids, uh, puts a necklace just in her bag, an unpaid necklace. And as she's walking out of the mall <laughs> or the store, uh, the alarms go off and then these mall cops hop out of nowhere and just jump her ass. And then they, they're grilling her in the basement with the lights off. <laughs> the mall cops were famous people too. Yeah, they were fucking hilarious. Uh, it was probably one of the best parts of the movie. Uh, they think she's, you know, shoplifting or she's part of some bigger heist that's going to go down. And they're like, you know, where's drugs? <laughs> Where are you breaking bad? She's like, what are you talking about? He's right? like, oh, oh, so this necklace just, just an accident. Yeah, so this necklace just got legs and walking to your bags. Like, I didn't say it had legs. <laughs> right. I didn't do this. <laughs> so, unfortunately, because everyone kind of thinks she's a shoplifter, or yeah, they think she's a shoplifter. Uh, Ted and Tipper, they think it it might be better if Abby stays away from social events because he really needs his donor, and he doesn't want anything to besmirch his like legacy while he's running for mayor so I, I get that and i feel bad for families that have to do things like this uh so little by little she's becoming more and more of an outsider because people aren't really inviting her to things and harper isn't i don't know giving her the emotional like support she needs here so she really feels like a redheaded stepchild just like living in a the fucking attic so uh, i really feel bad for her um basement oh i said attic attic or basement actually well she's was staying in the basement yeah yeah <laughs> um so she learns that harper like public publicly denied her sexuality ever since she was in high school so she has a lot more worries about the future of the relationship because she's like well she like keeps telling people that she's you know straight or normal quotation mark it's like like how does she feel about me like, and she's never gonna you know back me up for anything so um, at the annual Christmas Eve party, uh, Abby, she's very tired of the whole situation. Um, she's been calling her friend John that's been watching her dogs and cats and unfortunately her fishes and her new fishes that got bought. <laughs> they're not her animals. She was dog sitting some, for somebody. Oh, like, Lord. She was animal sitting for somebody. Oh, no. And he took over animal sitting so that she could go on this vacation <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah oh that's even worse so uh john uh listening to her plight every day she has something to call john about and he finally says fuck this this is this is not going good you know so he comes to pick her up and harper uh in privacy tells abby to stay please 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 stay we'll work this out i know i've been a shitty girlfriend but you gotta stay, please. Like, I don't want you to go. And unfortunately, they're about to kiss. And then Sloan, the oldest sister, sees them about to kiss. And she's like, oh. And like I said, they're very competitive. So it's like, oh, I have something over you now. Sloan is a bitch. I'm gonna tell my parents or our parents that you're not that perfect and you're gay. So let me just run off real quick. Uh, on their way there, they catch that Sloan's husband uh is making out with 
uh, was it an aid for the the donor? Yeah. Uh, basically, no, no, no. Um, I guess you could say it was the dad's political strategist. I suppose yeah. that's what it was, something like that. And uh, they're making out in a closet, and then they find out that uh, that they're getting a divorce. So Eric and Sloan are getting a divorce. So it's like, oh, we had an I agreement. Have, <laughs> yeah. So I have something over you now, and so uh, they start their fight, just grabbing Christmas weapons and Santa Clauses and everything they can, and they're fighting. Uh, they actually run out into the middle of the party <laughs> and slowed out Harper as being a lesbian. And then Harper, instead of being like, yeah, who, who cares? She goes, I'm not gay. <laughs> no. No, Abby's <laughs> not my girlfriend. How dare you? I'm not fucking that's, gay. That's, that's lies. That's stupid. So the second Abby hears this, she just leaves. <laughs> like, fucking bye bitch damn uh john follows her outside and they talk about this and they talk about everyone's got a different story about when they came out so Harp, uh abby when she came out to her parents they were like yeah 100 we're behind you john got kicked out of his house and then talked to his dad for 13 years so everyone's got a different coming out story and it doesn't mean that she doesn't love you it's just she's having very much issues inside trying to work this out and so you shouldn't really, you know, be that mad at her because this, this is a ridiculous way to come out. <laughs> Your sister that you're trying to attack and kill just says, well, uh, Katie's gay. And you're like, oh, shit. You know, it's I, I, I get that part of her being like a knee jerk reaction with all of this. So. Um, so after realizing that all of this stuff is kind of bubbling up and it's a lot of crazy things. Um, Harper, she finally tells the truth to her, her parents. She actually finally comes out and she says that she's a lesbian. And so Sloan gets like inspired by this and she tells the, her own secret that um, the parents, they neglected all the kids. So the way they were raised up forced them to be competitive like this, forced them to keep secrets to them away from the family just to make them look perfect. So because Sloan her, her like gift to that family is just having a perfect family, like has her two kids and a husband. So she can't talk about oh, no, not perfect family, perfect. Ip- appealing interracial family. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so well, she... because they both gave up their jobs um, as lawyers yeah. to be a basket. Gift, yeah. Basket makers, basically yeah. <laughs> like gift basket makers on uh, basket experiences. Yeah, yeah gift, on gift experiences. The uh, widest shade curated, personally curated. Yeah. And and then with Harper, she's the perfect one. And so uh the dad, all through the movie, you hear the dad say it. It's like, oh, you know, Sloan, you know, with her family, they're cool and stuff. Oh, but look at Harper, she's fucking perfect. There's our perfect girl. Yeah, the whole verbatim. Yeah, Harper's uh, perfect. So this happens yeah. Harper- yeah, Harper's perfect, and the only thing that Allison Bree, the old, eldest daughter's character, has to offer is that now that she has a family that is appealing to, I suppose in this case, liberals because they're interracial. Look at this! Look at this! Tw- look at this 2021 family we have here that you see in the commercials these days, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so uh, all the girls they they finally like hug and they say like, "Hey, man, like this shit's." it's rough and this is how we've been raised and it's it's not good we're hurt and it's there's been a lot of deep-seated issues with this and 
the dad, he kind of stands there for a second and then he kind of scoots off and kind of quietly leaves. And I'm like, oh, damn, the dad's an asshole. <laughs> and so he, uh, you hear a door kind of close. He goes to his office to think about all this. Uh, Tipper, the wife, pops up to Ted and she says, like, uh, it's, you know, all our daughters have all this emotional pain because of our parenting choices and how we've raised them. And she felt restrained because they have to show this perfect family all the time. And then she's like, what the fuck do we know about a perfect family? Like, we're all ridiculous. Like, what we're trying to show is what other people think perfect is, which isn't our perfect. So, you know, no fucking duh. Everyone's perfect. It's different. So about time they figured it out. Jeez. Um, So uh, while this was happening, uh, Harper's like, hey, I came out. Look at me. And then Abby's like, yeah, that's awesome. But it was too late. I'm 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 still out. I've gone through like five days of just fucking torture here. I'm yeah, out. <laughs> your whole family treats me like shit. You have treated me like shit. I'm fucking done. Yeah, which yeah. If if Katie had me somewhere and I'm like, oh, this is my cool roommate or something, I'm like, I'm, don't forget that I'm John gonna... had already come to her rescue. He was already yeah. there in town. Like, oh yeah. If Greg came to pick me up, I'm like, no, nah, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, can't, I would, I can't I would do never. This. I can't do this. This is too much mentally. I, I wouldn't have made it two days. I'm like, I'm I'm mad. I oh, would never. Oh, this what's wrong. Why are you so mad? Like, I I can't if my here. family acted crazy when I brought you home, we would have just fucking left. Yeah, you're not about to <laughs> like not about to uh take me home and introduce me as uh Morgan Freeman from t- uh, uh driving Miss Daisy and expect me to stick yeah. around. <laughs> yeah, this is my personal butler. Um <laughs> no, not absolutely not. Yeah, it no. it would have been a mess. Fuck you, family. We'll just forget all that. Yeah. So John and Abby, they are at a gas station just loading up on snacks for the drive home. And then Harper catches up to him and she says uh, she apologizes and she says she truly loves her and she wants to build a life with her. And just please give me another chance. This will never happen again. She probably will. But she says, like, I understand why I was being shitty, but as you see, there was a lot of deep-seated stuff that we had to get through first. I get it now. (laughs) I finally care. (laughs) And Abby forgives her, and they kiss, and John's like, hooray, you know, he's thumbs up and in the back. And so uh, they go back to the house, and the next morning, Ted, he apologized to his daughters, and he's like, I've spent so much of our savings into this like campaign campaign to be mayor like i'm just because i want you guys to be proud of me and and, you know it's like we all have deep-seated things that we're trying to push for so he's like i apologize for how i've treated you guys this this is not good (laughs) um and so he gets a phone call from the donor he's been trying to impress and so the donor's like hey you know i don't know if all that stuff is true what sloan said but if harbor can like keep all that personal shit like don't ask don't tell keep that stuff down low uh we yeah we, i can yeah, help I'll, you i'll donate to your campaign and ted rejects the offer he's like i had it so work bitch, out no you're dumb yeah that's <laughs> not okay here, I, I got here um i'm confused not confused but it's interesting to me plot wise that it's okay for him as a candidate to have a daughter 
who's married to a black man, but he can't have a daughter that's gay. Bro, I because you would think that the base that would like that you have the constituents that like that you have an interracial family would also be okay with the fact that you have a gay daughter. So that was interesting to me. Well, I mean, you have to think about kind of just hmm, over time. Like, okay, let's say, let's think about the fact that interracial marriage has been legal for 50 years and gay marriage has been legal for three or six years i think it's six years now at this point like the the people who have been okay with interracial marriage or have i guess had to deal with it or whatever like you know the people yeah the people like they've accepted that but are still a lot of those people are still in like "Uh, okay i understand that you know, interracial love is a thing, but like gays? Mm, no, I'm not really about that. There's a lot of those people still around, unfortunately. And you'd think it's as clear cut as like, oh, well, they're cool with interracial marriage. They'd also be okay with gays, both gay marriage or whatever, gay love, but people aren't. There's a lot of people who are like, you know, love whatever race you want to love, but yeah. this is against the Bible. So, uh, no, you cannot love a woman or a, like someone of the same sex. So, yeah, fair point. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he doesn't get the donor. Oh, no. I hope that doesn't mess with his campaign to be mayor. We'll find out later. So, um, Abby is finally in the family picture. She's not that weird ass orphan roommate anymore. She, is the fiance or girlfriend at this point so one year later abby and harbor they're engaged jane has a best-selling book uh so all she's been talking yeah all through the movie she's been working on it for what 10 years and it's this fantasy ridiculous it it is like lord of the rings level intricate she's been explaining it to a couple of different characters throughout the movie and like there's a bunch of different races of like fictional beings and they all have crazy names <laughs> yeah it it was crazy but look at her this bitch is a bestseller <laughs> and everyone loves it so uh ted he won the election hooray so he's mayor that's good and he's probably gonna move up to fucking i don't know governor is that the next step after mayor mm, i guess yeah and then after governor it's like congress yeah or state congress yeah that's what you would do you would do mayor state congress and then governor and then actual congress and then president yeah aim for president yeah so I mean, the routes differ these days but you know. oh yeah you're right yeah people don't give uh, a fuck. We, we, become we, a lawyer we, we've had a president. president we've had a president break the mold you don't have to be anything you can be president well a lot of the presidents even before that weren't senators necessarily they were well that's not true but they were lawyers first yeah lawyers first they were lawyers and then they became senators and then they became president like a lot of presidents did that yeah lawyers a pretty good route to doing it i mean because you understand how yeah learning about the law yeah the whole time and so on christmas eve the family goes out to see it's a wonderful life and then everyone's happy uh this movie's great uh the the soundtrack's fucking amazing i haven't listened to tegan and sarah 
in a long fucking time and it made me happy to hear him again uh c isn't as bad boy oh man there were a There's couple so of other names uh, well they're engaged when they go to the movie at the yes, end. they like yes, they don't show the proposal which kind of made me mad like that was dumb but they at the movie they like make a point to show uh harper's hand and it's got the ring on it so. yeah probably right after that picture and then you have it. the closing credits that basically show the next calendar year and how things progress that's how yeah. you know he became mayor that's how you know everything else that goes on in their life following yeah and john is part of the family now oh yeah which- well, he remember he's a he makes a living off of like like he's I guess a an author an agent for authors so it just kind of you know he fell into the family as both a best friend and he's the one who clearly as they show with Jane's book signing he's working yeah. alongside Jane he's her partner in, in the book yeah it, it's cute stuff so I'm very happy with this so Katie who was your favorite character in Happiest Season John yeah John Levy was fantastic. He is exactly the best friend that I am. <laughs> like if my, if either one of my best friends called me or was texting me and was like, Hey, this is happening at this family, like get together that I'm at. I would a hundred percent jump in my car and drive to them and rescue them. Like I'm not putting up with that shit. <laughs> yeah he was fantastic he was her support throughout the whole movie um you know aside from riley the the support she was getting from like her in her new friend riley um john was like her ride or die and he was fucking great i like that guy a lot uh great he is only second in best friends to uh little row howry and get out (laughs) because not only (laughs) He came in a cop car. <laughs> um, let's see. It is. I thought going into it as for a rewatch because I watched this last year when it first came out. I thought it was going to be uh, Aubrey Plaza's character because I'm just all about Aubrey Plaza. But upon rewatch, it is definitely Mary Holland as Jane. Love Jane. Um. She is unapologetically herself, which is clearly an extremely difficult thing to do in this family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in fact, is probably the only one in the family who sticks to who she is in spite of the fact that it goes unappreciated and kind of at times uh, in a way leads to, I guess, not disappointment, but just feelings of awkwardness on the part of her or her siblings and parents. Yeah, um, I loved her like her part at the end when she yelled at the family. I'm going to be in this family too and I'm going to be considered. So that being said, I'm jumping in this fight right now. <laughs> then um speaking of which, I also enjoyed when everyone's giving their big reveal. She's like, "I don't have a secret." But I am an ally. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking great. There's hilarious moments like that, including uh, at the at that swanky dinner when she's there. She's hoping to hit on guys, and that guy tries to hit on um, on Abby, uh, Chris Stewart's character, and she's like, "Look, I'm not really looking for anyone to talk to right now." And then she jumps in like, "Oh, but I am." She's yeah. like, <laughs> 
awkwardly on the dance floor trying to like approach people as she dances and clearly it's not working out uh her mom's doing a video for the instagram with her ipad and she's in the background trying her darndest to make sure she's in the video too because she knows she's going to be excluded so she tries to get as much camera time as possible Um, yeah she was great (laughs) the beginning they have that group hug and she lingers a little too long and it's kind of subtle and you don't really hear it but uh Mackenzie Davis' character Harper's like, okay, okay, too long, too long. She just wants to suck up every moment of being included. <laughs> um, keeps the house running uh, as, as far as technology. If it weren't for her, her dad could do absolutely nothing with his campaign because he can't run the dang internet or computer. Yet at the same time, her mom doesn't trust her to do run errands out for Christmas. Like, what's with that? Yeah. Uh, the best gift at the white elephant party by far yeah like yeah you 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 don't see every gift but you know everything else is something that's purchased something that's materialistic some you know given you know the stature of these people their lives and clearly they're well off but she makes this gigantic painting of the town's main street which you do see in the film beautifully done she said she spent what a hundred hours on it. Yeah, I would want to go go away with that gift and put that on my wall immediately that night after that white elephant party. Yeah, best gift by far. Jane is just Jane can do no wrong in this film as a character, and Mary Holland did a great job playing her. And she's the next J.R.R. Tolkien, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> built a whole new world for a novel. It's going to have movies and spinoffs and prequels and she's about to make bank. And she even says like, I'll take care of all this once I make, once my book gets sold. So y'all are good. We'll be okay. And sure enough, that's what's going to happen. Otis. Yeah. So Jane, just honorable mention, Jane was absolutely amazing as a fellow uh, middle kid. I understand her plight. You're out there just trying your best to be seen. Uh, I learned that I could just do bad stuff and no one looks at me. So I just went off quietly to my room and just did stuff. I just played video games and then went off and did hood rat things with my friends. But there are a lot of middle middle kids out there that are like, please look at me. I'm trying my best. I'm doing everything that you want. Uh, I feel for you guys. I feel for you guys. I feel. But uh, no, Jane was absolutely amazing. Uh, everything Greg said right on the nose. But I actually went Abby. I loved Abby's plight in this movie um every step she took i probably would have taken i wouldn't have been there that long this movie would not have been that long if I, no, the car would have turned around yeah if i had to deal with all these situations it would have been like fucking this is a 45 minute movie i'm like i'm sorry i i gotta go i don't like no, even if i had made it to the house the moment i definitely would have left is when the when the mom tipper kind of goes off on her but where do where do you think the give damn gift goes like nope nope we're done. Yeah, you're either, right. either I leave or you get cussed out. Um, we're, I'm gone. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, uh, I left something in the car. Just drive off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't like how you talk to me. I'm. I'm out. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, no, Abby and Jane, they were great. So, Katie, who was your least favorite character? Harper. Yep. She was absolute fucking trash. Um. I understand that everyone's family is different and coming out is a struggle for many people. And, you know, there's a lot of concern about how your parents are going to take it. And 
um, John's character actually does a really good job kind of explaining this to Abby. You know, he asks her what her coming out story was. And it's basically like, I told my parents and they said, we accept you and love you no matter what. And then he tells his story and he's like, I told my parents and my dad kicked me out and I haven't spoken to him since like we haven't talked since. So, you know, there's this huge range of things that could happen that people are scared of happening, you know, and, you know, everyone has their reasons for waiting however long they do before they come out. If they do, I get that, but Harper, like you can choose not to come out but she was such a dick to abby in every instance about it like it it wasn't just her not coming out it was the way she treated abby because of her family like this facade she had to put on for her family and the way that she just was a bitch to abby the whole time she's like it's fine. It's fine. You know, you can pretend to be straight too. You know, we'll be okay. It's just a week. It's just, it's just a week. And then continued to like hang out with her ex-boyfriend and get super jealous when Abby was just talking to Riley and the thing she did to fucking Riley in high school, like she outed Riley because she was too scared to admit her feelings. It was, ugh. When Riley was telling that story, I was like, girl, Abby, you should just broken up with her right now. Like, that is not a fucking K. Um, yeah, so Harper had my blood boiling this whole goddamn movie. Greg. I want, I was going to pick Harper. Yeah. But uh, my honorable mention for best character, favorite character, John, actually kept me from picking her because of once the scene where he calls Abby back and says, look, I was extremely judgmental to you in your situation and your plight and the situation you got going on that I never, I can't even, I can't even imagine going through. And I have, I should have just empathized and just understood that like this is an extreme position that you're in. And I could, I can't see myself in this and I'm not in this position. After he said that, he's like, you know what? I'm not going to pick Harper because I can't imagine ever having to go through that and what I would do in my situ- in that situation. Although yeah. I will say the two reasons, the two scenes that made me want to pick Harper initially were one, once, one, once it's happened, once you've been, once you've been outed, I did not like the fact that then she still tried to, you know, put the wine back in the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> cork it back in like it's too late at that point and what really rubbed me the wrong way was you you have abby not show up at the first party or whatever get together social event and then you call her over to the bar and you're already drunk at it like late at night and she wants to go home you don't want to go home that's fine so you've barely seen her and you're the one that wanted to spend the time with her because you knew you haven't spent much time with her and you offer to hang out with her after this social event that you don't want her to be at because you'll haven't spent any time together. 
but then the next morning just because she wanted to check on you all of a sudden out of nowhere it's you're being suffocating i need space uh we haven't hung out and you're the one who offered to hang out and we spent like all of 10 minutes together before i go home tired and you just stay with your ex-boyfriend and i'm the one suffocating and then your response is to well let me continue to try to make her jealous by flirting with someone i'm not even attracted to because it's a guy like that is the word yeah harper sucked man but other than i'm I'm gonna god maybe it is harper dang (laughs) (laughs) as i talk it out i was like oh god just the whole it's not even the fact that she doesn't come out it's the whole it's the whole I need space from you type of deal. Really? You mm-hmm. brought me here and you need space? Oh, man. I guess it is, Harper. Yeah. I was going to say it's for kids because you know I hate kids. So Them kids fucking sucked. Oh, my God. It's a three-way tie because I have to I have to keep include the kids because I hate kids and they just they suck. From the moment they were in that film, like every time... Oh, good, great acting, by the way, because they're just their expressions on their face just alone without even speaking like what are you looking at like quit making that face like ugh, just ugh. then again knowing me like had they been happy i would have hated that too so they could do anything i would have like <laughs> yeah harper and the kids let's just say that <laughs> yeah harper she's crap uh it it sucks it i like i said i understand her plight and how she had to keep this perfect facade up and stuff like that. But I don't know. Maybe she didn't think that was the best. Like I said, when people are forced to tell the truth, when they don't decide how they want to do it, it sucks. And then that's when the knee-jerk reactions come up. Like if, I don't know, if, if I like to slap babies and Katie's like, well, Otis slaps babies. I'm like, no, I don't. You know, because I don't want people to know I slap babies until I want them to know. I wouldn't tell anybody I slap babies. I mean, yeah, you said that and my brain like immediately went to, you know, there are a whole lot of people out here right now being racist as fuck and not wanting to be caught on camera being racist as fuck because I don't want anyone to know that I'm racist as fuck. Same shit. Yeah, true. Hey, hey, I didn't mean it like that. You said you hate black people. All right, I didn't mean it like that. You're twisting my words. <laughs> no, no. You, you said four words. And you literally I said, it said back. <laughs> you hate black people. Like uh, I, I can't. Un- to, you can't untwist not, that. Let's not try to compare denying denying your racist to to, to coming out. Coming I, out. Let's no, not. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not. I didn't mean it like that. It's just like the the what Otis had said. Yeah. But anyway, Harper was crap in this movie and it made me sad inside. Yeah. So uh, let's do, oh, I did that. Let's do seven word synopsis. So uh, I got three of them. So uh, first one is shitty childhood causes kids to be shitty. <laughs> and then Abby deserves better. Movie salted me up. Uh, five minutes in, I was like, fuck, I'm gonna be pissed because it's the way she was treating her. And then Jane really deserves a way better family. She was out here trying her best with that shitty ass family that never appreciated her until the end. So she deserves a quirky family that love her. Katie. Harper never deserved Abby or Riley's love. (laughs) 
<laughs> straight up <laughs> oh man that was bullshit and the fact she just lied to abby over and over she lied about coming out which like if you're not gonna come out don't come out but don't lie to your fucking girlfriend about it and then she lied about what happened with her and riley like the reason that they didn't work out or whatever i'm just like that's too many lies like about big things like you can lie about oh i didn't have a chance to go to the grocery store or i forgot to do this today sure like teeny tiny white lies those those aren't hurting anybody but you fucking told two major lies go fuck yourself harper yeah lying about the riley story is extra credit it's like that one you don't have to you can just say like hey in the past like i didn't handle this well and yeah and that's like that's an extra credit lie yeah (laughs) Uh, all right, Greg. Um, holiday secrets revealed. Dysfunction er- erupts. Family implodes. Yes, yep. it does. And I think this is seven. I stand. No, not I stand. What's the word? What are these words these kids use? He says, "Oh, I ship Kristen Stewart and Aubrey Plaza." Yep, that is a yeah, good ship. Yeah, where's that movie? That's a good ship. Character wise, I mean, just if you scroll through Twitter and people that discuss this movie, <laughs> everyone, myself included, wanted that to be the result of the film, which means it's not going to be because yep. it's too obvious. But man, it's, it's too good. It's too good. It's too, it's too, yeah, it's too, too clean of an ending where it's like, you know what? We don't work out. It's over five years down the road. They're together instead. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> But Aubrey Plaza's character, Riley, does end up with somebody, as you see in one of those Instagram feed pictures in the end credits. Oh, I didn't see. Yeah, um, it's the one where they're at a uh, gay pride event, and there's a random person who I have to assume is dating Riley because she's with rent a girl uh, some girl in glasses with her at the event so i believe in these the person you don't know i'm assuming that is her partner down the line that's cool just to give an update that they you know riley finds her person too you know trying to give her some sort of good job riley well good job future riley <laughs> so this film came out november 25th 2020 uh there was no budget since it's a hulu film technically uh, i guess uh, just like Netflix, they kind of hide the budget for things. But I mean, there's some pretty big names in this uh, set wise. Not really that ridiculous. It's already established places. They just they had were to, just like in a town. Yeah, they just had to block off spots like the mall when they're on the ice. You know, they had to block it off so no one could be on it except all their actors and stuff. So, um, but what do you guys think the box office was, Katie? Uh, I said ten million. Okay, Greg. So. I guess by budget we mean there's no budget like available because of course there's a budget without. Yeah, there was no budget available, but there is a box office. Uh, hell. Um. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. So this thing came in films as well. No, in theaters. No. How's there a box office then? Well, uh, I guess they go off of the views and stuff like that, and probably I don't know if it's out on DVD yet. Well, because but... Hulu has commercials, so they the money that they're making from commercials and their memberships get split yeah. based on views, I would assume. Yeah, I assume just they just go by views and how much. Huh. Oh, boy. Um, 
Uh, 9.9 million. 9.9. So, <laughs> uh, so Greg wins <laughs> because he went the wrong way. Uh, if he went a point of a million up, he would have lost. So the box office was 2.1 million. Ooh, yeah, I just good. didn't feel like it had an opportunity to really make a true box office. So. Absolutely, Greg. And that's that's the problem. Uh, everyone, uh, the reviews are awesome. Everyone loves this movie. It's just didn't come out in theaters. That's, that's the biggest problem. Hopefully they can work something out. Maybe it comes out later, but though it's been a year, so I don't think it'll come out again. Uh, but like I said earlier, Clea Duvall, the director, she's talked about she has ideas for a sequel and stuff like that. She hadn't said anything about who would it follow or anything like that, but she's just like, well, I don't know if anybody like liked it enough for that. And people are like, yes, we did. And they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, a lot of people that make movies, they're like, did y'all like that? Like, I got ideas. They're like, that was fucking amazing. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Well, shit, let me, let me sit down and write some more. <laughs> I didn't think it was that, that good. So, um, no, it's great. I enjoy Clear Duvall. Keep writing stuff, especially for, you know, they're way different types of people out in the world. So I'd like to see their stories. Like, I don't know if this is the first, like, LGBT, like, Christmas movie I've seen. Like, a yeah. I mean, I've seen Christmas movies with, like, one character, like the gay best friend or something like that. But I think this is the first one where, like, the main characters we're not heterosexual i want to say the first what like lgbt like christmas film mm, when did it come out last year yeah i think it's the first one i've seen i can't well, think i of, just watched one today so yeah i can't think of anyone that's that's not blatant but the word you know but like just you know it's, mm. it's about a female couple trying to deal with their issues i can't think of another christmas film like that let me look i don't can't remember if i've yeah. watched any in the last couple of yeah. years i've seen other movies like that but obviously but yeah yeah this is the only one i can think of uh and it was absolutely amazing so please like there's tons of people out there that have different ideas different points of views keep keep it up <laughs> it's just the shit's good like this is a great story so uh does anybody have anything else to say about happiest season it was really good i don't yeah. watch a ton of holiday films but this is one I'm going to constantly go back to. Yeah, this one's damn good. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. And like I said, just about everybody in it makes me smile. So it's just really cool to see them just interacting with each other. So um, I don't have anything else. So if you have any other cool fun facts about Christmas or faculty or any other movie we brought up, <laughs> you, can, you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. We have an email. It is Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook app. Allentown Presents. So uh, this is episode eight. Uh, Katie's got what, 17 more? You're going to 25? Yeah. Yeah. So Katie's got 17 more. Uh, I have reserved a few spots for Christmas films that I actually stomach and will watch. So uh, I'm very excited for some of them. Uh, there's one Greg and I, we've watched billions of times because we're black. And Katie's watched uh, last year and she loved it. I think she, you loved it, right? It was pretty good. Okay. She I didn't guess. love it. It's all right. She's not black, so it's all right. She didn't get forced to watch it, so. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think I necessarily say I like. I love it either. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'd ever put the word love to it, but I definitely watched it a thousand times. So I guess yeah, it just. Yeah, when you it watched resonated. it last year, you were like, oh, this is a lot. The whole time, because that angel Dudley trying to get Dudley, with Dudley, Houston Dudley was a liability out there was so <laughs> awkward 
Oh, no, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, awkward. yeah, no. But Dudley was a liability. He was he was out there trying his, he was shooting his shot. Oh, I know he was. But, uh, and... No, it, it's a fun, it's a fun movie. But there's movies we're, we're gonna get to. Uh, I want to get at least one. I know we're gonna got some animated ones on the list. Uh, one anime one that I found a long time ago. Uh, we're gonna try to get to it. So I'm very excited. This this is fun. I'm not the biggest Christmas movie person, but there's a few that make me happy. So we'll watch those ones that make me happy. So uh, for everyone here, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back very soon. Uh, happy holidays, you melon farmers. Bye. Guaranteed to check you up. <laughs>